0: What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Nick of the Hick. I am Eric, also known as Big E, and more importantly, tonight I am the Nick. And as always, I am joined by... The Hick! Hi, guys. It's Michael Brevard-Decker, Captain BD here, signing in. Uh, And today we're going to be talking, we're continuing our, I guess, retrospect on Christopher Nolan with Memento. Uh, But also, you know, usually we start these things off by talking about what we've been playing. So... Um, Michael, I know you've
1: been playing a lot of stuff So yep. why don't you just Quickly go over what you've been doing So I've been trying To get back into Tony Hawk A little bit, one and two And um, okay. I just I don't know, I'm not good and I keep trying really? Yeah, I, I used to be I think I, I think I talked about this last time I thought we did this and, You know, Dreamcast had that one stick Yeah Yeah it was the one of the generation that just had that one stick because PlayStation 2 had two and then Xbox had two, but that one had one stick. And that's what I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and Pro Skater 2 on. Um, and I just remember being able to land tricks, you know what I mean? and really put a lot of combos together and just doing great on it. And now, like, I can get three or four different tricks within a combo, and then I'm bailing and falling on, falling on my ass and I just can't get it together. Like, I think it's maybe age, maybe hand-eye coordination. <sighs> I'm honestly thinking about one of two things. Either I'm going to trade the game in Thursday to go towards Mafia, or I'm going to try to play it upstairs in a smaller TV. Maybe a smaller TV will get my hand-eye coordination Yeah, it might help. So I don't know. But I'm not – I was really excited about that game, and I just kind of suck at it.
0: Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why I haven't gotten it because also I used a lot of cheat codes in those games, yeah. And I don't think you could really do that. It doesn't sound like you could do that now.
1: Yeah, I haven't tried. I've made it through four parks, and like it's slow going. Right. Um. I've also played a lot. The only only games I've played this week have all been old. So I've also been playing um, the Mario 3D All Star Collection that came out. Um. So that's Mario sixty four. That's uh, Mario Sunshine, um, and it's um, Mario Galaxy from Wii. So Sunshine from GameCube, sixty four from sixty four, and then Galaxy from Wii. Now how's that? How's that been? Sixty four is cool, man. But they did nothing to it. Like they maybe smoothed out the graphics a little bit. But you can tell it's not upscaled. And it's still at a 4.3 ratio. So they didn't even make it widescreen. I think that was the biggest bummer of it. Right. Um, Sunshine looks really good. Sunshine looks really good. And Galaxy looks amazing. So Sunshine and Galaxy, they did make both of those widescreen. And you can tell that they did... I don't even know about, like... If they upscaled anything, definitely not to 4K or HD, but they did improve graphics in some way. You can tell. Right. Um, Sunshine is stupid hard, man. It is a stupid hard game. It's like Nintendo hard. I'm wow. I've probably got like 12 stars. Or I think they're called sprites or something. Or shines. They're called shines for that. For that game, I've got like 12 of them, and I'm stuck on each. You know, like in 64, you jump through the painting and it's you got like five different worlds you can go into. It's the same right. deal here. And I've got three of those open. And on each one, as I'm on one of those Mario levels where you just basically like have to run and go for it and shit just kind of like disappears underneath your feet or shit disappears when you're jumping on it. It's just like, there's no um, strategy to it. You just got to go. and You have to hit right. the right spots, you know? And I'm on each level that I'm on is on one of those and I'm, I'm not good at them. So yeah, it's then, so, difficult. so I've been playing that and I've probably put shit, dude. probably just since Friday. I bet I've put 15 hours into that already. And oh. galaxy. I've played a bunch of Gal- galaxy is easy. Galaxy is such an easy game. Um, I've beaten that game probably three times at least. And I, uh, I'm owning it again. It's I don't even know why I'm playing. It's not fun because I've played it so many times and it's is so easy, but like it also looks good and it does give me some nostalgia. Yeah. So then to the big one. Yesterday I probably put in about three hours. Yeah, about three hours. Um into what we care about here, the Nick and the Hick right now, which is the game of Skyrim. Yep. I had a really good time doing that yesterday. So I went through the mods and I picked every single, before I had a list that I showed you of the visuals. Um, so I had like three or four, maybe three of them, different mods for, for visual aids or for visual improvements, graphic improvements. Mm-hmm. So I went through yesterday through the mods and I picked every single one, like graphic improvement. Yeah. So I got it's, it's like seven or eight of them now like water's better plants more green you know and it uh, definitely
0: helps right definitely dude, helps. like
1: it looks like a different game like yeah uh, it's colorful and skyrim has never been colorful it's never been a colorful game you know what i mean right it's like a dreary wintry game like it's never been and yeah, now it's usually, like yeah now it's kind of like fable like it's just like kind of pretty mm-hmm. and um what do you call them shits up in Scandinavia, the borealis or the northern lights or the, yeah, the, the northern the Lights. yeah but those are they're every night and they're everywhere
0: Mm-hmm.
1: like it just lights up the sky, and I don't know or if maybe I didn't notice it in
0: sky yeah, they're before. there yeah these are more vibrant' it's more vibrant now. yeah
1: so I was. I know I was tailing you Wednesday when you said that you made it to the Blades Wall, where it gives the story of the dragons and all the dragons. The dragon, all
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So I made it to that yesterday, and then I went to the one um, level farther, which was me going to um, Winterhold Castle, or Winterhold uh, College. And yeah, okay. Guy. So
0: you, you made it to Winter. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. think I am farther than you.
0: Because, I'm on my. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm on my okay. way there.
1: Because I'm only one oh, I'm not. I'm two. I'm two different things past that. My bad. It didn't go from the wall straight to winterhold. It went to the wall to um, that dragon up on uh, the throat of the world.
0: Right. Hmm. And hey, you dragon. talk to him. You talk yeah. to
1: him. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, you go
0: to Winterhold. So
1: what the whole thing that we're doing is we're trying to get the special shout, right, to fight Alduin. And it's the one that pulls the dragons out of the sky yeah. on the ground. And then you can just, you know, ground and pound them, basically. Yeah. So I told you last time I was on here that I've got this cheat room. And on, in the cheat room for a mod, there's a podium in the back. And the podium, when you hit it, gives you all the shouts. Yep. So I've already fought, like, probably five dragons in the game so far. Right. And, like, I'm not going to say it's been hard because I have mods and I'm definitely cheating. So it's not hard because I have a badass um, crossbow and I have explosive arrows. But, I mean, you still got to aim and, you know, they're flying around. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. that I had that cheat. I forgot that that cheat was already that. Best. Yeah, already there's sounds already there, yeah. And, like, I was like, oh, damn it. Like, I know I already have this. And I went through and, <laughs> yeah. I equipped it, and, like, I'm running out of, uh, was it Rivertown or River Riverwood?
0: Yeah, Riverwood. And like,
1: I, I basically fight a dragon immediately, use the shell, mm-hmm. drop him to the ground, just wail on him with my, go to town with him with my sword and my fire, my fire uh, bolts, and, like, 45 seconds, maybe one minute, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, man, you're like, you're such a dunce.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been playing. That's all I've been playing. Uh, I've been recording everything. And as most people probably know, I've been putting them out uh, on the YouTube page. Um, yeah, so I'm on my, on my way to the college, man. I fought a bunch of dragons, and it is pretty fucking difficult. Yeah. Um, one in particular this didn't get recorded luckily cuz something happened but I had to redo it. Man, this one dragon just whipped my ass like so many fucking times. It was just like never ending. And they're not all like that for me, but this one no, in particular, the elder just, ones,
1: the ones that say elder something,
0: it like, might have those been those guys.
1: Other ones. Those guys give it to you.
0: It might have been yeah. It was so difficult. It took me forever.
1: There's like um, yeah, elemental I mean, ones, there's elder ones, and then there's real yeah, there's, small
0: ones that are... I can't remember, because I haven't posted this one yet, uh, of encountering them, but yeah, it's it's been pretty difficult, but it's still a lot of fun. I yeah. started, um, you know, I mean, the problem with recording the Skyrim and, and po- you know, like posting it, is lots of times you're just walking, mm-hmm. or lots of times you're like uh, trading with merchants, and that's just so tedious, so I started fast forwarding through all that stuff, yeah. you know, instead of cutting it out, keeping it in, but just going like super fast, like four times the normal speed. That's actually kind of fun to watch because it's just and like.
1: That's what makes what? it so nice recording all of it, right? Then going back over it and editing. Yeah. Yeah. Editing it and just, you know, fast forwarding
0: everything. I mean, some of it I've, I did, I think one of the times I did it nine times the normal speed. So it's just like, it's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, um, fine.
1: Have you played yeah, yeah. anything else?
0: No, that's it. That's so it. you're
1: at the college right now, too?
0: No, I'm not there yet. You're on your I'm, way? I'm on my way. I'm not that far. It's just, so see, you know, remember, get,
1: remember my cheat. I also have all locations unlocked and fast travel. Right.
0: Yeah. So I've been playing it straight. So but, that takes um, a lot of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time because a lot of shit just gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah, bandits on the road. Bandits, dragons, a lot of dragons. Man, this one, I just. What? You
1: get one bear that attacks you and kills your horse. You have no more horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, horse.
1: You're on foot. (laughs) You're on foot from Horse.
0: Horse. No more. No more. So. I mean, there's one I just recorded the audio for. I, I had like at least two or three dragons in one you know, one play. It was only like 40 minutes long.
1: Oh, yeah. So no, they, I,
0: they're coming a lot. I,
1: I travel a little bit out of town, usually just to run to a stables to get my horse. <laughs> and then I, I fast travel. Fast travel everywhere. And I don't mess with merchants at all because I have – you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't need
0: to, though. Yeah, I
1: have $250,000. Yeah. Hey, like, I'll just uh, drop shit right
0: on the ground right there. I haven't posted this one yet, but one of my companions died, which I was shocked because I didn't think they actually could die. I don't think they could either. Yeah, they. she was gone for a while, and then I passed by her body, and she was just laying there. I was like, what the fuck? So that was fun.
1: So when you get Burn, the old guy? Yeah um when i'm in the dungeon i just got him and you come out and then you have Thalmore attacking you right there's like three of them yeah and there's like a yeah. room but it's a door underneath so you got the stairs that's where his room was and then on the bottom level right underneath his room there's like a doorway but there's nothing in there's nothing there there's not a room no it's like this rubble but he yeah. he got her stuck so there, the wizard was in that doorway, and he was standing directly in in the doorway, and he's getting you know messed up bad like he's getting his, he's getting worked, yeah, and I can't help him because he's in my way, like I keep trying to throw stuff at her, and it's just like blasting him Wow, so yeah, no, I mean he, he so finally, what happened? he dropped, like she finally just worked him Coming all the down, way, yeah, and then I got her, but he, he popped right back up after that.
0: Yeah, that's insane. The companions and people who are with you don't usually can't die. I I've, I've played this game many times for a long amount of time and I've never I don't as far as I can remember I don't think anyone has died. So I was very shocked.
1: Okay, you know, they, wait. I did have somebody die. Um, you did. Oh gosh, what was it? This dude died fast. I had I, had, I don't think oh it was the dude from the party. From the Thalmor party. Okay. So you get that guy, and he's like, "Look for the key," and then you go upstairs and you fight the guys, the Thalmors, and you get the key for that lo- locked door on the on the ground. Yeah. That's got all the blood and guts and nasty stuff on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you drop down there, and you there's a troll down there, and this troll hit this dude like three times, and he died.
0: Oh right yeah yeah yeah. Oh that guy, the guy that you save.
1: Yeah, he was like buck yeah. naked. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a chance. No, not at all.
0: He he there's a ledge. There's a ledge before you get down there. Yeah. And he just like jumped right off the ledge. Yeah. And then the troll I mean, just
1: I'm like, why why? The trolls would you do hit that? him twice and he was dead. I was like, dude, I don't think I could have saved you, man. Honestly. No. Like,
0: he didn't even wait. I was
1: right behind you, bro, but you're you are dead. That was foolish. Yeah.
0: That was just so pointless. You just you saved this guy just for him to run into his death. All
1: right, so you uh, so, his, so yours died too. So I don't feel that bad. Oh
0: yeah, he ran right off the ledge. He was like freedom up troll,
1: <laughs> troll food. Yeah. Um. Did you watch right, anything? So th- anything else wh- this week? Nope. Any TV shows or?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, anything significant? Not really um you
1: you gave up on uh
0: the boys yeah. boys right yeah i did i didn't even watch the third, epi- that third episode third
1: episode was the good
0: one yeah how how do you like it so far
1: um so i mean i don't have the hang-ups that you did because i didn't read right you know the comics yeah um i know a little bit from i guess wikipedia and uh, yeah. uh the comic book.com stuff like that but um I like it. I, I I genuinely like it. You would be really upset of where uh, stormfront's going. Well, I know she had sex with uh, yeah, only. superhero sex.
0: Yeah,
1: and she was a made-up character completely from the 60s or 70s, who's not in the comic books at all. This whole this whole storyline. She was this person named Liberty. Okay. That is just completely not in the comics
0: right so well yeah. there
1: there is a Stormfront, but
0: it's a yeah, dude it's a, dude. Character. It's a yeah.
1: nazi isn't he? It? it's a nazi yeah he's a nazi but uh, like yeah so with what i've read from about that though is that Stormfront was the kind of closest in power to um homelander
0: homelander yeah
1: and so far on this show she is too she is yeah, the only yeah. One that can, i know yeah that can handle him.
0: Yeah, I read. I read about that before the show started. That that's why he feels threatened by her because she's the kind of hero that can really stand up to him. And that's yep. and there's no really no one. There hasn't been anyone like that that can stand up
1: to him. So yeah, there's a scene when they're having the when they're making the babies, and um, she's like laser me, and he's, he's he says I'll cut you in half. He says no, you won't. Just laser my my boobs but not in those kind words and he does and she's like harder harder and then he gives it to her like full blast and she's getting burned but it's not like you know
0: doing what it does to everything else in the
1: TV show I don't know anything else
0: I'd like to read about it but I'm not watching it uh no nothing I can think of
1: isn't the comic book for the boys just kind of too graphic though
0: uh yeah, I mean, two graphic. I mean, like I said one of the things I had said was there's way more debauchery.
1: Um, yeah, and sodomy, right?
0: Uh, I mean, among other things, sure. It's just um, the whole point of the boys is that the superheroes are just awful. Like all of them are awful, and it doesn't really seem like the TV show really portrays that. You know, it's yeah. like it's like the superheroes. Are kind of bad, but Homelanders really bad. Whereas in the book, it's just they're all awful. They're all really bad. Like, uh, there, there are a few, like I said, like some of those superheroes are victims, you know, so you can kind of see why they would go down that path because they, they, you know, it's abuse. It started off as abuse and then they became the abusers. But some of that, you know, I mean, Starbright or whatever the starlight, I always forget how to say her name. But she's... Now you
1: got me messed up. It's Starlight.
0: I think it's Starlight. Starlight's uh, like the only good person, but you know, the the comic book ends up saying that, well, if they're all bad, they all deserve to die. And then Huey is that voice of reason that says that that's not necessarily the case. Um, But yeah, the debauchery is really bad. So, Um, you know, that's not my problem. Like My problem isn't that you're toning down a debauchery, but at the same time, it seems like...
1: They're just like, rewriting it.
0: Yeah, they're, re- they're just, you know, it's just like, uh, we're supposed to believe that Deep is horrible. They're, they're all awful. Like, even Maeve. Like, Maeve is just complicit because she's just tired, you know?
1: Um, so, you don't watch The Boys. Nope. Nothing else? Um
0: No, nothing I can think of. no good crap movies yeah well so i uh, I guess i could I could mention this so last year, my wife and i we watched uh we 're really big into horror movies, so last year for Halloween we wa- what we do is we watch a bunch of horror movies and then I write about it on uh on facebook so It's just like brief yeah. brief descriptions of the movies, so we're kind of getting prepared for that.
1: Yeah, that time's and,
0: coming. Yeah. So we watched this uh, 80s horror movie called Night of the Demons. And it was uh, not good. So <laughs> doesn't It doesn't sound good at all. No. It, it's just, it's about a bunch of teenagers that like have a Halloween party and then they accidentally, you know, um, bring up a demon. You know, that of course, it's, mur- it, it's very similar to The Evil Dead very like Ouija board, Ouija.
1: bring him up, or
0: uh, Free something from like that. It's not even that. It's not even that like that. It's just more like, hey, let's just do, you know. It's like Evil Dead, where they just you know they uh repeat like an incantation, that just yeah. ends up summoning a demon. And then just like Evil Dead, the more like every time someone dies, they then turn into a demon. So. I mean, they're trapped in a house, you know, just like I mean, it really is a lot like The Evil Dead. They've made a sequel though, and there was a remake, so it's a pretty popular, like, B-horror movie. It just we didn't really care for it.
1: I think I recognize the name, but I there's so many of those that have demons in the name.
0: Yeah, there are a few, yeah. So, um, yeah,
1: so I've watched. Let's see. We watched Maleficent two the other day.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, no, Not yeah. that bad. Yeah.
1: I liked it on Disney. Disney Plus. Yep. Um, I think I told you guys about Ava last Thursday, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, did I?
0: What re- remind me what it was about?
1: So I watched this two weekends ago, actually. Um, with my wife, and it is Jessica Chastain and John Malkovich, and um, I can't ever think of the dude's name. Colin Farrell. Uh, okay. And uh, so Jessica Chastain is John Malkovich's uh, tutelage. Is that the young the student? Yeah. The yeah. Tutelage. So when she's a CIA agent, um, well, she's in a company that works for the CIA, but she's an assassin. So right off the bat, she kills um, freaking, who is it? Mr. Fantastic, that guy, the guy that pisses off people and horrible bosses. Okay. You
0: know
1: what I'm talking about, that guy? So she kills him, and then a bunch of shit happens. She pisses off the company. Colin Farrell is the one that's ahead of that and ahead of that company. And he sends people to kill her and he comes after her and he kills John Malkovich, who's her teacher. But it's it's a good movie. It was cool. It was fun.
0: A lot this of is brand new.
1: Pretty new. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is like a brand new movie. So I guess this is a, a movie that would have came out in the theaters. What, so you rented it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, of, yeah. So, but it was good though. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I recommend they've kinda it. They've kind of made those. They've kind of made those movies before. Oh yeah, though. a bunch of those movies, especially I mean, with they're, women.
1: Um. Well, yeah, especially with women. I mean, like Nikita's the biggest one, right? It's basically that movie. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It is very Nikita. And then last year, what's his name, Dylan, or not last year? Maybe two years ago, did that American Assassin. That was kind of the same movie. Yeah where he was working Um, with uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Um, What's it called? Uh, The Angelina Jolie did a movie called Salt Salt. that was like that. And they, they had said when that movie came out, they said, oh, they kept saying, oh, the role was originally meant for a man. You know, and then they casted it. And it's like, it wouldn't have mattered. The movie was still shitty.
1: Yeah, Salt wasn't good. Uh, Lee Schreiber was pretty good in it I yeah. thought like man he's got a really good Russian accent
0: Well he's a good actor
1: So yeah I, was, I don't know um, TV shows I finished um, I don't know if I've told you this either I have finished the Peaky Blinders Yeah um, That's great I can't wait for next year for the sixth season to come out that's a great oh, it's show. still on. I, I thought it was over. They they they're uh, calling for the sixth season. This year was the fifth season. And they're calling for the sixth season. Well, at least that's what the interweb said. Right. Um, I like it a lot. That's a good show. And I am into my fourth, maybe fifth episode of Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Country,
0: yeah. I kept calling it really?
1: County last year last Thursday. I realized it was Country. Yeah, it's Country. Um. Really good. Have you watched any of those? No,
0: no. Um, I just got HBO uh what's it called? Okay. Okay, you do have that? Yeah, yeah. It came it actually came with our cable provider, so
1: I'm jealous um, because that's got fucking that's the only thing that has South Park on it now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I really wanna watch Watchmen now. Not you know, not just because it won a bunch of Emmys, but did I did want to watch it before that. So Yeah, Watchmen's
1: awesome. Watchmen's great. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I watched. And then, of course, What Were Barriers Off to. I watched that.
0: Yeah. Um, So so I briefly mentioned that the second movie in our uh, Christopher Nolan retrospective is Memento, which came out in 1998, I believe. No, I'm wrong. Uh, 2001. I don't know why I think 1998. But yeah, 2001. And it stars um, Guy Pearce. I did want to say this was originally written by, his bro- by Christopher Nolan's brother. Kind of. Jonathan. It was.
1: Well, it was based on his story. Did you, did you, read, it? Did you read into that? I read into it no. a little bit. So what? they were on a, um, a train in Europe, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And John's telling about the story. And he's like, well, they're pitching ideas for the next movie. And his brother John, John Nolan, tells Chris Nolan, "Hey, I've been thinking about this story, and it's got this guy that can't remember shit, and people use him for horrible things." And he's like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" So Chris Christopher Nolan took that story over and completed the idea, made the idea actually made it, made his idea into you know um, dialogue and a fucking actual script, a movie yeah. script. Yeah. And then later on, John Nolan actually wrote a completely different story, based off of that same idea. So there's actually two stories out there. Okay. Of this.
0: Um, have you ever heard Jonathan Nolan speak? Yeah. So he sounds—he has like like American accent. Yeah. Yeah. Their mother was American.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, He's half British. Yeah. They're half Brit, half American.
0: But it's just interesting because Christopher Nolan has a British accent and Jonathan Nolan doesn't.
1: I don't know, dude. I think they're so good at turning that on and off.
0: Yeah, you think so? Yeah,
1: Americans I aren't think... as good at doing the British accent, but Brits are really good at the American accent, I feel like. It's like uh... the Australian and Irish accents. Like, those are the ones that bleed through that you start hearing them. Like, Sons of Anarchy, yeah. I, I could start yeah. hearing his well, he, he lost his by doing He did lose it, but humanity. in the beginning he of that show, it. I could hear it.
0: Yeah, and I think in the beginning, you can a little bit. I mean, I think it depends, but I think you're usually, you know, you're right for the most part that Americans can't do Brit accents, but the other, they can do the other way around. Um, so yeah, so this came out. So we're, we're not going to go through the movie like we usually do, scene by scene, and the reason for that is because the narrative of this movie is, or the film structure of this movie is, um, it's kind of built in... is what? <laughs> What'd you say? It's impossible. It's impossible yeah. to call this play-by-play. Um, it's structured into two timelines, but you said to me before, you said that the time jumps.
1: Well, no, narrative changes. I thought that's...
0: You were right okay, on the narrative money. changes. The narrative so how changed. many
1: narrative... How many narrative changes? How many? 113. That's insane. So... Yeah. So for because of what about, he does, I'm sorry to interrupt you again. What he does is he does the same scene. But he'll do the end of the scene, he'll explain the scene, and then he'll show the beginning of the scene and the middle of the scene and the whole scene all together. So he'll show the same scene but like five different times, right? A whole in a row too.
0: So for anyone who hasn't watched this, like I said, there's two timelines. One's in color, one's in black and white,
1: and kind of. all the. I gotta what? stop you there. So I watched what? the video yesterday of Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. about a twenty-minute video, and he did this for the following too. But he um, he has got a, cha- a, a a marker board, and it's not two timelines. What it is is everything that's black and white is objective, and everything okay. that's in color is subjective. So well, the, the, everything the color... in black and white happened. Everything in color. Is kind of up for you to arrange. Wait, wait, wait. Um,
0: And that's for for
1: Nolan. What what do
0: you mean it's up to you to arrange? Well,
1: not not to arrange, but to to say, is this real or is this in his head or is this? Well, no. See, okay. Well, now we're gonna
0: get into that. I think it's all real. No, the thing is, is yeah. the, the color, the color um, scenes all go backwards. They're, they're shown going backwards. Yes. But the, the black and white uh, storyline goes forward.
1: Yes. And then at the end of the movie, they both meet. Um, i you, the, from Christopher Nolan's mouth, the black and white is no, objective and the color is
0: subjective. I understand that. I'm just, saying, I'm just like trying to wrap my head around that because, I mean, I've never thought that the colored scenes didn't happen, the, the color scenes didn't happen. I've never thought that.
1: Um, I, the only thing, there's some of them that I can get into in, later that where I see that. But you're right, for the most part, no. Like, I take the movie for what it is. And right. from hearing him talk about especially the ending, um, talking about, he, like, puts, like, a question mark on it, like, did this really happen or did that really happen? And you're like, what? I mean, yeah, there, there are some, yeah, okay, there
0: are some things that, so I watched it with my wife, and my wife had never seen it, so I did, I did see, say to her, I did say to her at the end, like, did XYZ actually happen, are we supposed to, you know, just assume that it never did, so, but it's not things we see, it's not necessarily things we see, it's things that, that are said,
1: you know yes. what I mean? Yep, and actions um, that he does. Right. Actions that uh, Lenny, Lenny shows you throughout the movie. Right. Um. So,
0: I mean, you know, I mean, because the the end is the beginning, and the beginning is the end. Uh, in the you know, in the beginning of the movie, the narrative is at the end, but we see some things that are. Um, you know, our questions become questions, you know, like, how did this get here or how did that get there? And then most of them are explained while you watch the movie. Um, you know, like, he has a broken, um, a broken, what's it called? Windshield. Not yep. windshield. The the window. And yep. then it's explained later on how that happened. Uh, so Guy Pierce plays Leonard or Lenny and he has a short-term memory problem Uh, what is um, is it about 10 minutes you think yeah all right all right yes now here's my problem here's my problem with the movie and probably my only issue with the movie is the inconsistency yeah of that memory
1: that timeline or his time frame well well
0: when so he has this short-term memory issue he can't create new memories, uh, so a lot of the movie is just him repeating the same lines of like, "I have this condition." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Everybody's, Everybody's like, "We know." To each other, yeah, we know. We've we've heard it before. Um, but so each scene, each scene is about ten minutes long, but sometimes some <laughs> scenes are longer. So yeah. you know, he is it. Yeah, I think they put that out in the question a lot within the movie. Like, can he really form yeah. new memories?
1: And that's uh, what—that's what Nolan talks about. Is like there right. are times in this moment in this movie where you're like, is he really, or is he like doing this to himself, or does he really have a fucking issue? Right. So I,
0: I explained it as at least to my wife when we were watching it as like, as long as he stays focused, he can remember what's going on. If you notice most of the beginning and the ends of the scenes, it's when his mind wanders. And then that's when the, the memory ends. That uh, theory fits into most of the movie. Most of the movie. Yeah. So for instance, there's a scene where he gets into a fight. Um, he gets it, no, he goes to somebody's hotel room and he's high on adrenaline. Like you could see like everything's just like adrenaline. And he situates. He like uh, he's in a situation where he can wait for the guy to come back to his hotel room, and then he's gonna like jump him. So he gets everything ready. You know, he's in the hotel room. He goes into the bathroom. He closes the door. I love this scene. He he grabs like a bottle of uh, liquor to hit the guy. Yeah, Jack or something. Yeah. So he's like all high on adrenaline. He's and then then he sits down and he starts to calm calm himself. And then that's when he wanders, and that's when the memory ends. So most of the time, that's how the framing is for his memories. It's like something happens, and then he just starts to drift away and it ends. However, there is a scene where he's in the middle of running.
1: That I was gonna say the scene before the one that you're talking about is my favorite.
0: He's in the middle of running, and that's when the memory ends. So my theory doesn't really work in that situation.
1: No, I love that scene, dude, where he's like, oh, currently I'm chasing somebody. And then pop, 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 sots fire off. No, He's like, chasing oh, me. nope, I'm getting yeah. <laughs>
0: And he literally, he, like, we don't see uh, until the scene later. But he literally just, like, ran in a circle.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, he it's a, literally- uh, yeah, he ran in a circle. He, um, but he was like of like sound and mind, where he was like, "I'm gonna get this guy. Like I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna figure out how to trap him."
0: Right. But like that scene in particular, when he goes uh, to the guy's hotel room, that's longer
1: than ten minutes. Oh yeah. You know he's driving, and, and when he gets in a fight with Trinity, and she goes out to her car, that's much less than ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so so yeah,
0: Carrie Ann Moss, uh more famously known as Trinity from the Matrix movies plays Natalie. Like half the Matrix
1: is in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, Joey Pants, yeah. So Natalie is an interesting character though because she uses, you know, you mentioned this before, um the whole movie everyone just uses him. Oh yeah. Because of his uh, you know, disability. Uh
1: like and the, she the uses, nicest people are the ones at the hotel that make him fucking buy extra room but at least they
0: admit it yeah. to him yeah he does admit it well yeah that's because they know he knows that he'll never remember um, but yeah Natalie's pretty nasty to him uses him a lot but once you know the more we go into this movie the more we kind of realize why um, you know why she kind of uses him but then she kind of falls for him you see that she falls for him because she feels bad for him um, and then she ends up helping him Like legitimately helping him, and and that's why he ends up uh, you know gaining some info that ends the movie or begins the movie. So like I said, Joe uh, Pantoliano, or as most people call him, Joey Pants, is in this. Who's also in The Matrix, and he plays a very—he's a kind of character that you don't know whether to trust or not. Just like Lenny, like Lenny doesn't know whether he can trust him or not um no also got to mention that Lenny uses these he has a system to help him remember and he uses you know he writes down notes and he uh takes pictures of things polaroid pictures of things um writes writes notes down on those polaroid pictures of people you know it takes a picture of his car and it says my car that sort of thing uh and then the tattoos and he's got tons of tattoos all over his body, some of which he's actually done himself, which we see him too. Yeah. But then, you know, at the end towards the end of the movie, we realize that this um, system that he uses is flawed, extremely flawed.
1: What is yeah, that? Yeah, if he doesn't have a if he does have a pin around, he's really screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Just that um, he doesn't that, have a pin. That the, the that scene
0: in particular where, you know, again, Natalie manipulates the shit out of him. Where she um, provokes him to hit her and then uses that against him to make him think that somebody else did that to her. That scene was really infuriating because he's just like, she takes all the pens. Like, that's, that's what's fucked up. Is a lot of this movie is um, pretty much punchline and then we go back and explain the joke. Yes. You know, yeah, um, very much. And so. so he, you know, the scene starts off with him furiously trying to find a pen and then we don't know why and then we see the scene before that where she uh comes into the house and she takes all the pens and puts it in her in her pocketbook or her thing and then she provokes him to hit her so it's like yeah
1: why did he not have a pen on him i don't know why he doesn't always have a pen on him always
0: like why there isn't a
1: tattoo on your fucking forehead that says go get a pen
0: yeah go get a pen always get a pen yeah um, so yeah what else uh, so yeah and Teddy is uh, and then there's Sammy so Sammy Jenkins so he has this tattoo on his, on his hand that says remember Sammy Jenkins and he, that's
1: and, the one that he looks at the most
0: yeah that's the one he looks at the most he always rubs it thinking it's not real um, yeah. which is I think yeah it's telling in the movie yeah um, but I said to my wife the black and white uh, scenes were the more, most important out of the whole movie because they, you know, like you said, what did you call it? You said it was narrative.
1: Uh, that's objective.
0: Objective. So it
1: happened. That really tells you. Yeah, that is that uh, the truth. Like this. More back.
0: Well, yeah, but is it the truth though? Because he tells the story about Sammy and the black and white ones.
1: Um, yeah, but that's his truth though, right? I mean.
0: So I guess that's more yeah that's more his truth so that's why I, I kept saying no, these are the more important ones because we get more of a a backstory on him on Lenny and that uh Lenny was a insurance uh, investigator and he investigated this one couple, Sammy and his wife, and Sammy had the same you know disability that Lenny would eventually get. And uh, Sammy, uh, Lenny had to determine whether or not uh, Sammy was uh, faking. Hey, you know what I noticed a lot? What? Um, a lot of characters, male characters in the movie, have nicknames. And all yes. the nicknames end with a Y. Jimmy, Sammy. Jimmy, Sammy, Lenny, Teddy, and Lenny. Teddy, yeah. So it's really fucking confusing to like. As if this movie isn't confusing enough to describe. You know, we have it's, to have, like, five characters with a Y at the end of the name. That's the problem with Nolan.
1: So this movie, I really liked it.
0: Yeah. I really liked
1: it. It's just yeah. smart. It's just a smart yeah. fucking movie. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, but damn, it's hard to explain. It is. It's extremely hard to explain. It's not hard to watch. It's not hard to pay attention to when you're watching it. It is hard yeah, to Yeah, but narrate. sometimes,
0: sometimes, like, to get, wrap your head around the narrative is a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So, so far, he comes in. Like you said, it's the end of the movie. The beginning of the movie is the end of the movie. He pops Teddy. Um, We find out Lenny is an investigator for an insurance company. And now he's investigating Sandy. Uh, Yes. So the, the black
0: and white, yeah. And so, you know, the point of that story was that Sammy wasn't that um, his condition wasn't physical. It was mental. At least that's what Lenny believed. Yes. And um, so there is a part there's a lot of part to Sammy's story. And, you know, the whole, the whole thing with Lenny's condition is that he remembers everything that happened before the incident. Uh, but so that's why Sammy's story is so detailed. And and uh, there's a part where Sammy's wife. Sammy's wife, by the way, has put Sammy through the ringer, in yes. that um, she she also doesn't believe that Sammy is in this position, and that she is trying to do what she can to like kind of snap him out of it. She I'm trying to give uh, him like a shock, a shock treatment.
1: To in a way, yeah. him out of out of this.
0: Yeah. She makes him uh, hide his food, and then she doesn't feed him. So that she thinks that he'll just remember where he hid the food, which he doesn't, uh, so shes feels guilty about putting them through this, so she goes to see Lenny one more time, and she you know she wants confirmation that uh he is either indeed faking it or you know not, and Lenny, I guess is the resident uh i don't know you know because he's investigated this case so much that he would know better than anyone and it's an open case right now that's what he says but she you know she makes his point to say that i want to know if my sammy is gone and i then have to um what what did she say and then you know fall back in love with it or fall in love with the new sammy yep and she says i'm fine with either or i just need to know like what is he yeah so lenny says you know basically says that i think that you can snap out of it basically what yeah. he says yeah you know, basically. it's not physical it's mental and so then that gives her the incentive And you know remember this story is told throughout the movies, so we don't see this all in one shot no but that that's then, the hard uh, that's
1: the hard part about explaining all this is that right now we're just going to so give each part of the fragmented. story
0: all the way through yeah yeah it's all fragmented um so she, she's a diabetic, which is mentioned previously. And then he, re, he always gives her his, uh, her insulin shock, shot, uh, which is something that he did before you know his accident. So that's why he remembers. So she tries to trick him one last time, test him really one last time. And so she tells him, it's ready for my shot. She, he gives her the insulin. He goes to sit down. She waits about two seconds. You know, my wife made a good point. That maybe like okay, you get up, you give her the shot, you sit back down. The wife doesn't really wait that long to then say, Hey, it's time for my shot. You would think you would remember sitting down, you know, because just because of the way your body feels, you know, like but he sits. What well, right my wife back down. said
1: was like, Well, my wife because I watched it with my wife who watched it for the first time as well. And yeah. this scene bothered her. She was like, Why does she keep setting back her clock? like watch
0: because because if if he notices
1: he never so looked at it
0: but just in case just in case he glances over at her arm and notices yeah i don't know i mean yeah, a he doesn't know point.
1: fucking things she could be she yeah. could be like no my watch is broken or fucking no we started at a different time so it's this time today you know what i mean there's all kinds of shit you can.
0: yeah I'm trying to think. She's trying to trick him, but I don't know if I see the correlation of of her having to change the clock. I wonder if that's more for us. That's more for us.
1: Maybe like, oh, Uh, wow, that was a big jump, man.
0: Yeah. So then he he goes over and gives it to her again. So she does this like three times. And of course, you know, it's way too too much insulin for one person to take a short amount of time. So I told my wife, uh, when we watch that scene, I said, watch his face. Watch his face when he sits down. So I think after he does it three times, he sits down and he has this really weird look on his face as if a part of him knew. knew. Yeah, it's like, it's like a sad look on his face. But then it goes away, goes away. And then she's slowly dying. And then he turns over to look at her and then that's when he notices there's something wrong and he goes over and so sammy's wife died and sammy's wife died because you know he was and then he's put in a home and it's like really sad because every time somebody walks past him he just thinks that maybe they know who he is Mm -hmm. you know it's i remember seeing this for the first time back in 2001 and just being really sad about this scene because he's just off that's so bad that
1: scene's horrible because he doesn't remember his wife dying being alive he doesn't remember where he's at why he's there he doesn't remember anything that's terribly sad i thought the whole thing is kind of a sad idea and what a nightmare that would be even as lenny like when he wakes up that one time and he's like where am i yeah i'm in a hotel yeah Yeah. like i was like i was thinking like man that'd be to every single day
0: every single time every nap
1: every every time you fall asleep or do anything
0: yeah. No, this it's is terrifying. this is a very a very sad movie. It's it, without a doubt a sad movie. Um, yeah, you know, like again, my wife had trouble getting around that too, because uh, cause just like you would think he wouldn't even be allowed to drive. Yes. You know, like uh, Our, just
1: my wife was like, "How is he out? How is he out and about? Yeah. Like how?" Yeah. How is he not locked up? Like you, yeah. you would have to be. You'd have to be Always, in a home.
0: Yeah, a home, or even just somebody who lived with him. You know, in yeah. in, in uh, an attendant or something like that. In in
1: home attendant or something. Yeah. But not driving around and renting out five rooms. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that wouldn't be acceptable. You know that the
0: everyone is cheating him, and everyone abuses him, and everyone manipulates him. But I don't know if that would really be the case that everyone would want to do that. But the point is, is that he, he's looking for the man who raped and murdered his wife, murdered his wife. And that really wouldn't bring you to the greatest of people. So yeah. uh, I think that's supposed to be the explanation there. Um, so in the middle of this, you know, Natalie has a boyfriend named Jimmy. And Jimmy's been missing. And
1: Jimmy, Jimmy dads.
0: Yeah. Uh, we don't know any of that, though, in the beginning it's more like towards the end of the movie that that starts to become like an important thing. Um, But so, because, you know, towards the end of the movie, the first time he sees Natalie, Natalie thinks uh, that Lenny is Jimmy because now we start to realize that Lenny is driving a car that might have owned by Jimmy and is wearing clothes that might have been owned by Jimmy so that
1: was like that was i'm sorry to interrupt you but that was enlightening for me at this moment right because i was like oh that makes sense because he is like fucking swimming in these clothes yes movie like these clothes are too big for him Yes, i was like is this the style in the 90s or yes i
0: I mentioned that i mentioned that to my wife because i said you know notice how the clothes were big on him
1: you know, and he's always adjusting that. them yeah moving them around like yeah. he's all, it, well he's got his camera on him too but he's always moving his clothes the whole and that's yeah. no, one, no one does such a good job with this shit. Yeah um, He did it with um, in the following how he, he would change makeup and he would change the bruise levels to see what part of the movie or what part of the timeline that you know the young man or whoever it was was in. And now he's doing it with clothes. And I kept watching those scratch marks on his face to see if those changed, if they got less, if they got more. And they never really seemed to change, though.
0: There was one moment, though, where I thought, because I couldn't, re- I haven't watched this movie in a while. Although, I, um, by the way, I do own this movie. So I used to watch it a lot. But I couldn't remember how he got the scratch. So there's a moment between him and Natalie where I thought she was the one who gave it to him. So there was a quick moment where I thought I couldn't see it. And then it showed up. So I wonder if your your theory holds up.
1: Huh? Was that in the diner? Uh maybe.
0: Because it did look it That's
1: the only time where it looked a little bit lighter.
0: But I wonder if your theory holds up. I wonder if it holds up that uh that he um you know he purposely did that, that it light because also there's a lot of scenes where Lenny doesn't even notice it. You know, they he he looks at it maybe once or twice. Yeah. But for the rest of the movie, he just it just doesn't bother him.
1: But with his clothes, I mean he, he does no one does have you believing that or without without talking about it, just the way that he moves in them, the way that he moves the clothes themselves. Yeah. Like he is uncomfortable in what yeah. he's wearing.
0: Yep. <clears throat> um <clears throat> so Teddy so oh by the way, the black and white scenes. He's talking on the phone. Um, he really like just unloads so much information to just phone? strangers. To just, yeah. yeah, strangers. And it's weird because in some some instances he seems tight-lipped, but he, um, he when he says it in the beginning of the movie, he's not good with phones uh, because he was an investigator. He usually deals with faces and with eyes. And he's able to, like, tell, read people, basically. But on the phone, just don't fucking talk to people on the phone. Like, it's not easy. That's, it just, that should be. You know, like, just, what's the term? Loose uh, lips? Loose uh, lips. Something ships. Ships. Yeah, like, just don't fucking talk to people you don't know. Even if they claim they know you, just don't talk on the phone. Which is what happens. He's talking on the phone, and he has, what's it called, like, gauze on his, uh, his yep, leg? on his hand his hand and he takes it off and there's a new tattoo that says don't answer the phone
1: that was a scary (laughs) scene wasn't that kind of scary it was like
0: yeah it was a little like yeah frightening but it's just like it's i don't know i mean i guess you you need because he has his uh memory loss he needs to be reminded like you said he should have just tattooed always carry a pen
1: uh his tattoos. What? So he's got um now we know he has that tattoo. He has a Sammy tattoo on his hand. Yeah. Did you catch any of the other ones?
0: Um, no, I mean I didn't I could have paused it, but I decided not to. He's got one over on you know on his like uh collarbone that says uh get the man who you know it raped, raped and murdered your wife. Um He, you know in the black and white scenes again that's why these are the more important ones he sees some of the tattoos where he's looking for a a john was it john g john g and uh it starts to say that you know he has like facts on his legs about john g that he's into drugs or he's dealing with drugs and there's a license plate well that's the new tattoo that he He's putting on his leg in the black and white scenes. He's tattooing the license plate in his leg. Um, but again, those are all very important scenes because they're, they're important to his character and to what happens. But no, I didn't really, did you? Did you see anything different or new? There's anywhere? one on
1: his heart where you can, I, I saw it when you when you go to that bloody picture of him, it's always that last picture in the pile. Um, where it's just a picture of him smiling and he's all bloody. But that one says, I did it.
0: Well, wait, 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 wait. Where? Okay. I wanted to bring this up later, but when, where do you see that?
1: Yeah, We'll get back to that.
0: Where do you see that, though?
1: I did it. Um, Yeah. You see it in the picture.
0: Okay. So the picture is is so as he's on the phone and he realizes he can't talk to anyone on the phone, he hangs up the phone, which keeps ringing. And then when he doesn't pick up the phone, things are being slipped under his hotel room, and one of them is that picture of him bloody pointing to his, his heart, and he doesn't um, he doesn't know what that means. Uh, but then at that point, we're kind of is there anything else before we get to that end? Is
1: there anything that I've so. No. He's ran into Teddy like three or four times, right? Yes. And every single time, Teddy's giving him this long monologue about fucking what to do. Do this. Don't do that. You got to go do this. You got to go do that. Don't trust this person. That person's full of shit. Trust this person. She's just trying to help you out and blah, blah, blah. And then the scene ends with him looking at the picture of Teddy. And it says, Teddy, and he flips it over. and says, like, don't believe Teddy. Don't trust his lies.
0: Don't trust his lies. Yeah.
1: Don't trust his lies every time so every time it's
0: like yeah fuck you yeah um and and again like you know again this movie is uh the punchline, and the more you watch it then the joke is described to you because that is also i mentioned you know why he, you know why that's written there because all the notes that are written about these people and even the, the photographs themselves we do see them being taken and we do see the notes eventually be written like Natalie's photo has something crossed out and we don't know what that is until way through half the movie, because yeah, like you said, um, Lenny tells him, Lenny tell, I mean, uh, uh Teddy tells Lenny at one point, don't trust Natalie. And so he writes that down and then he sees what you just said that it says, don't believe his lies. And then he crosses out, uh, the, uh, the part about Natalie um so then we
1: do you, you want to talk about the in? prostitute or do you want to talk about jimmy next? yeah you can talk, talk go ahead all right so there's a scene and like i said like like we've been saying guys this shit's all mixed up the way that we're describing it but trust trust us when we tell you it's way more mixed up in the movie um so there's a scene where he's with a prostitute and basically Okay, let me, let me rewind that. So there's a scene where he's got all his shit in his room, little knickknacks from his from his life and from his house and shit like that that he had before the incident. And the hotel guy comes up and he's like, hey, this isn't your room. Like, don't fucking do this. And he's like, what do you mean this is my room? All my shit's in here. He's like, no, you got another room. Uh, I told my boss about your condition and we charged you for two rooms because we're kind of slow right now. And he's like, well, that sucks. But anyways, so... Lenny has a room that he's decorating with knickknacks and things from his 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 home, his, his life before all of this. So this scene, I think, is open for interpretation of why he's doing all of this, because I don't really know if he actually has sex with anybody in this movie. It kind of no. leads you to believe that he does, but you don't know if he really does. And especially no. with this prostitute. Right. So he's in bed asleep with the prostitute she gets up um she goes to the bathroom and it like triggers a memory that he has of when his wife was murdered and she gets up his wife gets up out of bed and he feels the side of her bed and obviously she's been gone for too long and it feels cold Well, this time she gets up and you can tell from the look of his face that side's still warm. So he follows her into the bathroom and she's in there fucking doing drugs and shit. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. So what do you think is going on with this scene in particular? Do you think that he's trying to snap himself out of it? Or do you think he just wants like some normalcy when he wakes up? Well,
0: we see him tell the, we then see him tell the prostitute just just lay in bed for a few seconds and then get up and go into the bedroom, uh, bathroom, and she's just like very confused, and she's like whatever, and, okay. Yeah, it's like okay, and you know? and then he gives her these knickknacks that were owned by his wife, like a brush, and he says just put them around the room, and then yeah, she's you know, like, what do you
1: want me to do with these?
0: Yeah, she starts to use like she's about like, to no, use no, 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 a no. brush. He's like, no, 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 don't use it. Um, put, them, put them around, and so. It, and then again, she's just like weirded out by it. Uh, but, which is kind of funny that, that she would be weirded out by doing something normal. Yeah. But um, I don't, you know, as you were talking, I th- started thinking about it. And um, I wonder if, I think it ties into the end, the answer to your question. And I think that the reason why he, because yes, he has these knickknacks to help him remind him of his wife. However, He's setting up uh, the situation to just remind him of one particular moment yeah. of his wife. But he does see the book and he thinks about her reading the book and then having like a little discussion about it. Um, but he is reacti- uh, reenacting only one thing. And I think that ties into the end. But then he ends up taking those uh, knickknacks or those... Mementos, and he uh, he burns them. Yeah, but doesn't he also say how many times have I done this? Have I done this? Yeah. So I, we don't even know if those are the actual things owned by his wife, or if he, you know, burned the originals them. years ago,
1: or or whatever. Um. All right. So yeah. So you're right. That will tie into the end. So. Uh, but hey, wait.
0: Let's are talk those about Jimmy. mementos. They are are mementos. mementos.
1: Those are mementos.
0: Yeah. They are
1: mementos.
0: You were saying? Jimmy. All right. So we get to the end, Jimmy. And then, so we start to find out towards the end that there's a cop who's kind of um, interested in uh, Lenny, and that this cop is something to do with Jimmy. You know, Natalie says that uh, somebody was supposed to go meet uh, Jimmy, and then Jimmy never came back. And it's something to do with drugs. Um, So, eventually, he, uh, so Lenny, you know, Lenny has this Polaroid of him bloody. He starts to get nervous. And then we see him in his regular clothes. Like, we see him in different clothes. And he's, like, dressed like a a bum, (laughs) you know, really. He doesn't, and then his car is different. His car is a pickup truck, and then uh, what? What is it? Oh, yeah. So let. So then he sees Teddy. Teddy says, "This is Jimmy. Jimmy's your guy. Jimmy's the one who you know murdered your wife. Yep. Uh, you gotta go here. And then he goes and waits for Jimmy. And Jimmy knows who he is. You know, yep. like J- Jimmy called. Hey, him the Memory, memory man. man. Yeah, the Memory Man. He knows him. Uh, and that's already been established that Natalie had already said that Jimmy talked about you, you know, about Lenny, uh, but Lenny ends up killing him. And he thinks, now here's my question to you. He's already killed, killed Jimmy. Yes. He tries to move Jimmy's body. They're in this abandoned house or whatever, this abandoned building. He goes into the basement and he thinks he hears Jimmy say uh, the word, the name Sammy, which freaks him out. Did he really say that?
1: Or did he just think he said that? I, th- I think that he, he really believes that Jimmy said that. I don't, I don't believe Jimmy did say that.
0: Yeah, because he's dead. It seemed he's like dead. Jimmy was dead. Um, so then he starts to freak out. But um, he, he had already told before he killed Jimmy, he told him to take his clothes off. So we already know that he was going to take Jimmy's clothes. And he starts to take Jimmy's clothes. And he freaks out.
1: And then uh, that's when Teddy comes this is and one Jimmy's, hell of a scene when he's uh he scares the shit out of jimmy because yeah. he tells him to take his shirt off and jimmy takes his shirt off and he says in your pants and he, he freaks out and he's like why do you want me to take my pants off I just i want to get any blood on them, like because i'm yeah. gonna kill you and i don't want to get yeah. blood
0: on them." and then he starts to freak. it's like no 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 jimmy, you know and he, he mentions out, yeah. there's one thing i forgot to say jimmy mentions that there's like what two hundred thousand dollars in the car in his trunk yeah yeah and he tells him to keep it so uh, so, I don't care about money. Yeah. So, then when Teddy comes, and again, this memory is a lot longer than 10 minutes. Yes. Uh, so, Teddy goes into a whole thing, and this just, you know, biggest explanation out of the whole movie, and just really just, I mean, this was a revelation, man. This was a like, mind fuck. Yeah, it was a mind fuck. I told this to my wife when I first saw this movie. I had kept thinking about this ending for days on end after um, because it is so fucked up. Uh, So, I mean, spoiler alert, if anyone wants to see the movie, go see the movie. Yeah, stop this now. Yeah, stop this now. So there were, you know, there's, he thinks about his wife a lot, obviously. And there's little clips of little, little clips of him And I said to my wife, a lot of those clips of him remembering her uh, are not really from good memories. And so one in particular is he reaches over and pinches her thigh. Um, But what we realize is he's not pinching her thigh. He's injecting her thigh with insulin because that Sammy story is mostly all bullshit. And it's not Sammy that story was happening to. It was Lenny. And so that's what Teddy is explaining to him is that Sammy's not real. The, at least the story that uh, Lenny tells. So Sammy was a, um, what's it called? He was a scammer, but he had no wife. And that's really what, like, Lenny just starts going into the story. Or, you know, whereas Teddy has to say, Sammy didn't have a wife and that just stops him. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, wait. Uh, so so Lenny... Um, exposed sammy as a fraud but everything else about lenny's story happened to him His his wife didn't believe that lenny was really in this uh predicament and that she tortured him and i wondered and i have this question for you when lenny tells the story that sammy's wife came and saw lenny is that actually what happened to to Lenny's wife? Was it actually Lenny's wife who went to go see someone, maybe an insurance investigator? We don't know, and wanted that, you know, that uh, confirmation. I,
1: I don't believe that what Teddy says here is the truth. Oh, I really? think that he's, I think Teddy's a liar. I think that what happened. I think Sammy is real. And what happened with Sammy did happen, and I think his wife was murdered and raped. I think though that when Teddy tells him, "Dude, I'm the cop from that original case. We found him, you know, the culprit, and we, we murdered him." We killed him. yeah. And that's why you got the tattoo that says, "I did it." Yeah, but He's we like, don't. Th- okay, go on. I'm sorry. He's he was saying, you know, I don't. I I am. That's why you have the tattoo that says, "I did it." I thought that was going to snap you out of it. It didn't. So now I'm using you to go do all this other shady shit. And it's really lucrative. Like we're going to, we're splitting the money half and half.
0: Right. Um, So the thing with the, I did it, uh, there's an earlier, there's an earlier scene with um, Lenny and Natalie and Natalie says, what are you going to do when you catch the guy? And Lenny says, I don't know. No, no, that's not what, I'm sorry. So Natalie sees all his tattoos. That's what it is. Natalie sees all his tattoos. And there's a, there's a space missing on his chest or heart, where his heart is. Yep. And then he sa- she says to him, what about this area? And he says, I'm thinking maybe I'll put I did it uh, when I finally catch him. So I don't know if he ever really had that tattoo.
1: He had the intention of getting it, but he never did. But I feel like at at this point where Teddy's coming clean with everything to him, I feel like he did have that tattoo.
0: But with the scene with Natalie, he doesn't have it.
1: And I guess he already has the clothes and everything.
0: But then you know what, I don't what,
1: know that's why this movie is so crazy. Is
0: but that's why I'm I'm what confuses me even more, especially in this conversation, this current conversation, is there's so we we find out that the wife didn't die, and that um, she was raped, and people broke in, and Lenny killed one of them, but the other guy got away. <clears throat> and there's a scene where he's with his wife and he's got all the tattoos, and he's got a tattoo that says, I did it. Which made yeah. me started thinking, which made me started thinking, did he fucking kill the original guy while his wife was still
1: alive? Or is that so, just a fantasy? I, I what's, So this whole movie has me thinking like, he did something bad to his wife and that shit bothers him, right? Right um, and he wants to not memorize it, so I think he's tricked his brain into being able to not remember stuff and to remember things the way that he wants to. But I think that he's always still in control um because there's just things that he does. He burns shit like he he has burned pictures, he has that burned mementos, like even when he does shit. Sometimes it's like, how would he know to fucking do that? Um, and there's a lot of different times in the movies where it's like that. It's like, well, well how would he know about that? Like, um, I think that it's all bullshit. I think that he... He've... The memory loss that he has is he's, he's putting himself in this loop um, for one thing because he's a murderer and I think he likes the murdering. I think he does. I think he likes the murdering because it comes with no consequences, and basically the consequences are that he doesn't remember it, anyways. You know what I mean? Like, like he never feels sorry for anything. He's never sad over anything because he doesn't have any consequence. And he would be the perfect uh, murderer.
0: Hold on. So you don't think that he had any guilt about his wife, or?
1: Yes, yes, and that's it. Okay. Um. Every single time he gets in a fight with anybody, like like when he is fucking lit, when him and Trinity are going at it, right before he decks her. Like she's saying horrible shit to him to and it takes a lot for her to get him to the point to even have a emotion.
0: Well, he mentions he mentions the wife. That's yeah. That's what triggers him.
1: Um so we know that he killed pants. We know that he killed one of the invaders, the home invaders. Definitely one of them. We know that he killed Jimmy. We kind of have the impression that he killed the other home invaders. So we know that he's killed four people. How many people do you think Joe Pease had him killed? Joey Pants no, had a lot. him killed. A lot. Yeah. a lot. But but But
0: Teddy says to him, you're not a killer. Uh, that's what makes you so great at
1: it. Yeah, that's what makes you so great at it. Like, you don't um, even fucking anything.
0: So, so I just want to, uh, you know, reiterate or confirm. So you think that the whole Sammy thing is real? I think the That's, Sammy thing is real. So who – so
1: what about uh, – And he you – know, I, think, I, think I think he feels really bad about the fucking Sammy thing. I think he feels really bad about the Sammy thing because he's the one that said there is no physical issue. This shit's all in his head. I'm not saying he's faking it, but I'm just saying physically there's no reason that this should be happening. Until that became him, and he was like, uh, it was at that moment that I knew that that look in his eye, when I thought that he remembered me, that he had just gotten really good at faking it. That he had gotten good at faking how to recognize people.
0: But now, what happened to Lenny's wife, though? If you think Sammy's real, what happened to Lenny's
1: wife? Um, I think earlier I said, I, uh, she's dead. I, I believe she's dead.
0: But how? So do you think, because... Because we're supposed to believe she wasn't raped and murdered. We're supposed to believe that she was just assaulted and that yeah. she she was alive and that Lenny was the one who gave her too much insulin. So do you don't believe that then?
1: I don't believe that story, the insulin shit. I think that that was just what Joey P was telling her. And Joey P's a liar. Joey Pants is a liar.
0: So you think that he feels bad or guilty for his wife being murdered, and that's yes. that's it? Like yes. yes. But here's the, the really, so we get a lot of these revelations, uh, which, you know, you are now thinking that are not real. But the point is, is that um, he feels so guilty about his wife's death. And he now knows that he is a direct result of his wife's death, that he chooses to forget it yeah. and that he sets himself up to continue in this crazy, vicious cycle, this sick game. So I said in the uh, beginning of the description of the movie that everyone manipulates him uh, through his disability. He even manipulates himself through the disability. And we, we get the revelation that don't believe Teddy, don't believe his lies. He purposely writes that on the Polaroid. He purposely writes down Teddy's license plate because he's setting it up for himself to eventually kill Teddy. Now, I did want to mention this whole movie, I think takes about takes place within like two, maybe three days. Yeah, sure. So it, it kind of takes a while for him to actually kill Teddy, but um, you know, he knows that it will eventually happen once he writes these things down. So again, this uh, system of his is extremely flawed. Because we
1: know that it is easily manipulated by oh, him. One thing, One thing my wife pointed out, okay? When he is in – here's something that's flawed. Very flawed. When he is in Trinity's house, he pulls out this manila envelope, this manila folder yeah. that has – it's a – Police
0: report. The police report, mon- yeah. It's a
1: monster dossier. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it is a beast. Yeah. It would to – just, to just siphon through that – moderately, if you went from from front to back, would take three hours. Yeah. Like, with that much information, how is that – how does that benefit him at all? Well, it's supposed to be – He's got the cheat sheet in the back. Right, right. Right. But see, but some
0: of it was didactic. Some of it is crossed out, which, which uh, Teddy says that Lenny is the one who did that. Um, because – Lenny purposely is stopping his future self from figuring it out that they've already caught the guy. I mean, I, I do believe that they did eventually catch the guy yeah. and that he did kill him. It's just, uh, you know, Teddy just constantly manipulates him to kill somebody else. And do you believe that Teddy is a police officer Is a
1: cop? Uh, well, that's what we're expected to believe. I mean, when he killed him, he fucking opens his shit up and he's like, Oh shit, you were a cop. He finds his badge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, there's a, with the dossier, I wanted to bring that back that, uh, he says to Natalie, I know some cops, uh, you know, and I think we're supposed to meant to believe that that's Teddy who he knows, but yeah, it's just, I think that it's just the whole dossier thing is just a red herring for him to make him think that he's on the right trail or he's on the right track, you know, and, and again, his system is flawed because he, causes
1: it to be flawed oh uh, yeah that, other... that dossier just seems like completely like in, in just inconsist- inconsistent to me
0: oh it is but it is you're you're right and it is but he doesn't believe that and he's uh, like you know he's trained himself to believe it's important just like he believes his uh system is isn't flawed it is totally flawed but he's made it that way but he doesn't remember
1: so, um, yeah, man, then, when you're going through and you're seeing him give his wife the shots and they start taking away dude from Groundhog's Day and putting him in there instead, like, you're just like, what the what the hell? Like, yeah. what just happened?
0: Yeah. And then he, he, he knows, and then when he knows the truth, it's just he continues to keep going yep. because he doesn't want to live with the guilt. Like you said, like – He doesn't want to live with the guilt.
1: He's only effective when he is in tune, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: So here's another thing I wanted to mention. And again, I've seen this movie plenty of times. And I don't think this one revelation ever hit me. Uh, So throughout the movie, uh, Lenny, uh, excuse me, Teddy is always telling Lenny he has to go. You know, uh, throughout the movie. Yeah. He says, you got to go. You got to go. Why are you still here? You got to go. He doesn't always do that. Like towards the end of the movie, he's doing that. Uh, But in the beginning, he's kind of stopped doing that. However, the first time we meet Teddy, uh, they walk out to the car and Teddy says, Hey, we'll take your car, Lenny, which is in fact Teddy's car. And then Lenny says, Hey, you're playing tricks on a disabled person because I have this Polaroid saying that this, uh, in fact, is my car. So throughout the movie, little by little, Teddy is trying to get Lenny's car away from him. And then we finally realize why, because of the money. And I had never, like, so much goes on in this movie, and there's so many puzzles being put together the one I completely thing is real didn't
1: is, realize that is when he pulls out his Polaroid to take a picture of Teddy Teddy says no 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 hold on hold on and then he walks over to the car so that Lenny takes a picture of Teddy with that car
0: thinking that it's his that it's Teddy's car, it's Teddy's car. that's that see that's good I didn't even think that I didn't even realize that so the the second to last scene is um well one of the the last scenes is him going pulling up in front of a a tattoo shop and he's getting one of the the, the what what is he getting well i can't remember what he gets i thought it was the license plate or something yeah
1: well no he something was doing like the license plate on his own was it right. the chess
0: piece uh i think no it wasn't the chess piece it was something on his leg on his arm on his, his leg. arm his arm It it doesn't matter. It's something he's getting. And that's when Teddy pops up and says, what are you still doing here? And he's like, hey, you got to move that car. Give me the keys. I'll move the car for you. And then, you know, the thing about Lenny is he is uh, very hard-headed, And when you tell, throughout the whole movie, when you tell him something, even with logic, he's just like, no, I'll do it my way, you know? And that's what you kind of get that sense of. He, it's not that he doesn't trust Teddy at that point. It's more of just like, no, I know better. It's okay. The car will be fine. But then in the next scene or two, we realize, yeah, Teddy wants that car because he wants the money. And that's the fucking reason why Teddy is with Lenny throughout the old, whole fucking movie, is he wants that fucking money. And that's just, I think that just adds to Nolan's brilliance because you could totally you know uh just fly by that like you yeah you know what i mean like there's so much going on that you may not even notice that i was just like fuck man i've seen this movie so many times and i don't even think i ever thought of that because fucking teddy follows him throughout the whole movie he Follows oh, yeah.
1: him. yeah he's the one putting the little letters under his door right he's the
0: one that called him the whole, the whole black and white scene of him talking on the phone, he's talking to Teddy. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I love this movie. Uh, I agree with you. It's a smart movie. Uh, it's, it's a movie you can't really describe to people. You have to, you have to watch. it. Again, I don't want to say the same analogy, but it is like a joke. You know, It's a joke that you cannot describe. It's a joke that people have to hear on their own. That uh. makes sense
1: he let's see so this movie was up for two academies yep um one of them was for editing which i was like yeah for sure you should have fucking got that and i think like black hawk down or something like that or fucking behind enemy lines or one of those movies got it that year instead um brad pitt was originally supposed to be casted for lenny That didn't Mm. work out, and Pitt was a little bit too expensive. So they saved a lot of money from not having Pitt, from getting Guy Pierce. So at the time, I think he was just the bad guy in Monte, kind of Monte Cristo. That's about it. That's about all he was in at the moment. Um, and then he got, you know, Guy Pierce got quite a bit bigger. Yeah. Forty nine million, something
0: like that.
1: They spent your voice. Your
0: voice your, your voice changed. Okay. I can barely hear okay. you barely.
1: Oh. Um, I don't know. I had to, can you hear me now?
0: Still barely
1: barely. Yeah.
0: Damn it's, it. it's like you're very, very far away and it's very low. All
1: right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. So, well, I've got 5% on my phone. It's about to, my phone's about to die. So that's probably what happened. Um, They made 130 million or 160 million. And this is, it has been preserved by whatever movie people preserve movies.
0: Yes. But go ahead no i was just gonna say it was up for best screenplay also okay screen
1: screenplay and editing
0: and it did not win either and to 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 read this that a movie that did win the movie that did win best screenplay just is a movie no one fucking remembers or talks about and i just feel like memento is just so much so much better in the screenplay um
1: well editing fucking like i said black hawk down and
0: yeah, I When, know. if you wanted yeah. to be like,
1: man, you know what I want to watch sometime soon? Some Black Hawk Down. Never,
0: No, never. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's definitely going to be either one or two in the list. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, really,
1: really high up there. Man, I really like The Prestige.
0: Yeah, me too. That's why it's going to be difficult. And I've uh, never seen tenant,
1: I've never seen the 18... 18- or nineteen eighteen or what? Nineteen Dun- seventeen
0: was that Dunkirk, the one? Dunkirk, Dunkirk. 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 I
1: say that every time. I say that every time. I haven't seen Sorry. Dunkirk. I haven't seen
0: neither of uh, nineteen. Uh, tenant tenant Well, that's brand new. So yeah, that's how we're going to end um, this with.
1: I don't. I've only watched parts of Interstellar.
0: Yeah, I've never watched all of Interstellar either. But the next one is Insomnia. Yep. And. And what's interesting to note about that, it's the, uh, one of the only movies he didn't write. I think it's the only one. Uh, th- yeah, full movie, yeah. The only full movie yeah. he didn't write.
1: Yeah, he did the screenplay. And actually, it's a um, it's a remake.
0: Yes, it's a remake. Um, but I am a little excited to see that one because I haven't seen it since 2002.
1: Uh, that, so one we'll did, that one has a lot of players in it, man.
0: Yeah, Pacino and... Uh, um, Rob williams
1: yeah hillary swank um,
0: yeah yeah hillary swank uh yeah so unless you have anything else to say i think we're we're good
1: i don't think so we've got a good uh we've got a good director to do some movies over guys
0: yeah yeah and if you guys and, don't
1: understand us i'm sorry but they're a lot of fun to watch
0: yeah and just to note we are not doing the batman movies because no. that that's probably in you know for another list and for another time. Uh, all right, then, with that said, uh, I've been Eric, and I've been The Nick. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, I am with
1: The Hick, Michael Brevard-Decker. Check us out on Facebook, Gamerish Network. Check us out on YouTube. You can come see these videos of this and the Gamers Group Pod, and you can watch Eric's Skyrim, Skyrim videos. They're a lot of fun. Um, Thanks. Keep checking us out, man. Yep. Have fun with us, guys. Come hang out.
0: Thanks for watching and listening. And uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Yep. Good night. Good night.